Welcome back to another episode of your new favorite sports show, Gas Presents Sports for the Culture. I'm your host today. You see the name right there. Follow me at Bryce XXVII. As always, I got the dream team with me. I'm talking about MJ. I don't know who's MJ. I'm talking about uh, Chris Mullen. I think I know who Chris Mullen is. And I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm talking about John Stockton. What up, fellas? Hey, uh, bottom left. Introduce yourself. Be boogie, man. I, I hope I'm not Mullen. FT boogie. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Black Lives Matter, all of that good stuff. Uh, I like what everybody doing on their social media. Keep pr- putting the pressure on these people to lock up the cops that killed Breonna Taylor and uh, stay clean. The COVID's coming back to life on us. And, uh, wash your hands, wash your ass. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, look, man, Chris Mullen. Not only was he a baller, but he was a glue guy that kept the team together. I don't know who he, I don't know who Mullen is. But I'm just saying, you got to have a Mullen on the squad. Uh, Top left, introduce yourself. What up? Hey, what up? Squirrel flying, not Chris Mullen. You feel me? You gonna give me anybody? <laughs> you better give me Charles Barkley or something, dog. Something, bro. You gotta work with me, dog. But you feel me? I'm turned yeah, up. I'm ready to go, man. I'm jammed up. I'm ready to go. Jada verse. I'm, I'm ready to get into it, man. Let's, let's get it going. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, man. It's about to be lit today. Bottom right, last but not least, introduce yourself. Hey, man, I'm not sure which player I am, but on a personal note, I do want to give a shout out to my wife. Today is her birthday. We celebrating all week, you know, birthday week. Happy Got some birthday. More for you this weekend, but had to, had to throw the shout out in there. But uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a hot show tonight, man. So let's get this started. Let's get it. Let's get it. So let's not even waste any time. Let's jump right into it, man. Biggest news of the day. Why wait? Number one, Cam Newton. He's taking a trip. And where he's taking the trip to is real cold, and it's a man that wears his hoodie real low. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Cam to the Patriots. Hey, first reaction, T, what did you think, man? Like uh, Cam Newton about to come in here and just be the Cam of old? Do the Patriots have a plan? How do you think it's going to end up? Well, first things first, I want to start off with. You follow me on Twitter. You know I called this months ago, late April. I told you Cam to the Patriots. It makes all the sense in the world. But um, – if, he, if, if Cam is healthy, he's a top 10 guy. I think it makes all the sense. Uh, perfect fit. That contract's a little crazy, but uh, I think it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and like I said, I asked you, do the Patriots have a plan? But we know they have a plan. It, it really just comes down I mean, to this plan is going to work, right? Right, right. Like, we saw what Josh McDaniels did with Tebow. That's always been my sticking point. Um, he, he won a playoff game with Tebow, who probably shouldn't even have been playing quarterback in the league. What do you think he's gonna do with Cam Newton? Uh, it's a passing, it's a passing league. Patriots don't have a lot of targets, you know. what I'm saying to throw the ball to, but they got a defense, and we know the teams that can run the ball and play defense can win late in the season. And I expect the Patriots to eventually start Cam Newton and win some games, win more games than uh, last season. Nah, nah, nah. I, I agree with you, man. Because one thing we know about the Pats, man, is they put guys in position to succeed. They understand they're not gonna just put a guy. Like, when they got Randy Moss, I always think about that. They had Randy Moss going deep every play. They wasn't running Randy Moss on no underneath Ross. Like, they know how to put guys in positions to make plays, make them the best player possible. But on the flip side of that, we got a little something called the Patriot way. And if you don't abide by that exact way, that exact code that Bill Belichick expects, it could be a little clash. I mean, Rome, you had a, you had a great sound off, man. 
uh, earlier this week on, on on gas on the website, man. And hey, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Can you break that down a little bit? How you think this is going to end? Cam Belichick is that is that a match made in heaven? Or are we going we going to get a little little button heads? Man, I don't think there's going to be any button heads, bro. Man, I think I think there's a couple things to look at with Cam going to New England, man. I think. One thing I want to address that we should just throw out the window is some people seem to think there'll be a competition with him instead of if Cam's healthy, man, you can you can throw that out the window. It ain't there ain't no competition there at all. Uh, the second thing I want to get to, man, is yeah, this Bill Belichick thing. They're not going to butt heads at all. Bill Belichick is, let's be frank, he's the goat when it comes to NFL coaches, man. Like we could have a whole debate on that if y'all want to, but I think it's going to end with Bill Belichick being the goat. Uh, Cam's going to fall right in line with the the so-called Patriot way. And I don't know what everybody associates with that. Some some people might associate cheating with that. That's a that's a whole other topic that we could have as well. But I think Cam's gonna fall right in line with whatever Bill Belichick wants to do, because uh, Bill Belichick's got the rings to back it up. So why wouldn't you? I mean, Chad Johnson fell in line. Uh, Randy, you mentioned Randy already. You know what I mean? Any, anybody who's gone to New England has definitely conformed to the Patriot way, and I don't see Cam being any different, especially considering where he's at in his career. Uh, this is about legacy. This is about legacy for him and Bill Belichick. So I think he's definitely going to do what he needs to do. And I think I think this is this is a no-brainer, man. He's he's the best quarterback in the AFC East today, right now, already. So I mean, I yeah. think this is this is a huge message, man. Yeah, no, I agree with that. AFC. I agree with that, man. Because I, I and I like what Josh Allen is becoming, but I think Cam comes in and, and instantly the best QB in that division. And you know what? I don't know, man. I, in, in a sense, I do feel you. I, f- I feel like Cam can come in and just, you know, adapt right to that Patriot way. And I hope that, uh, I don't know, it's going to be interesting because Cam does have a strong personality. And it's not, it, his personality has never been one that's detrimental to the team at all. You know what I mean? But he, he is a strong-willed guy. And uh, you also bring up another good point, man. Like, Bill Belichick got the rings to back it up. Like, what Cam going to say? He knows he knows what time it is. He's done everything else. I mean, he's been to the, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's been the league MVP. He's knocked literally at every door that you had to knock at to be considered one of the greats of all time. And the last thing you got to do is get that ring. Scruff, final question, man. Do you think Cam gets the ring in New England? The ring. That's a that's a big, that's a big, 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 big statement. Well, I'll say this. I'm not going to answer your question directly, but I will say that he has his best chance to win a ring that he's ever had in his career. And not only that, He's in the he's in perfect position. He may he could do more with less. Does he fall in line with the Patriot way? Yes, yes. I think he's got just as good a chance to win championship just as Tom Brady this year. So the way I see it, this is the best move the Patriots can make this late in the game. They did the right move, my friend. They did the right the right move. Cam Newton, I I think it's the right fit in in, in New England, and he's already on a low contract. That's definitely the Patriot way. Yeah, nah, hey, no doubt, man. And if you ain't saying it, but look, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Cam Newton is getting a chip in New England. I'm telling you right now, man. Like, <laughs> like I mentioned, man, Belichick, nobody uses guys like Belichick uses guys, man. Like, there hasn't there hasn't ever, I don't think, been a, a three-year run when the Patriots haven't been in the Super Bowl. They perform with with, with a guy like Matt Castle. Come on, man. I'm, I guarantee you, I ain't gonna guarantee it, but I got about an 80% chance. Cam gets the chip in New England. I, I don't, I, I'm surprised not more people getting on that bandwagon of uh, New England, you know, championship aspirations. Maybe not this season, but 
he's he gonna ball out this year. They're gonna resign the dude. They're not gonna just let him walk like that. I, guarantee I think you. if he if he does it, he got he better do it this season because he's on one. Yeah, it's, it's got to be this season. <laughs> That's what I was about to say, man. So you're 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 saying the Patriots are gonna be at least in the Super Bowl this year. You're guaranteeing at least that. No, no, no. I'm not saying this year. I'm saying like they're gonna end up resigning that man. They're gonna end up resigning that man. They're going he gonna ball out if, if, if they don't get uh, this bro, year. I'll, ball I'll, out. I'll back you, bro. I'll back you with it, man. The Patriots will be in the Super Bowl again this year. Again right. this year. I don't think they, it's a they given. got the AFC. I don't think it's a given that Cam Newton uh, starts. I don't think it's a, starts the season as QB one. That's, that, that's so the I, thing, though. Let's get it. Let's get it. I don't think it's a given. Game. Check it out. Sims in, in that offense, right? He 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 un, he knows the, he knows the playbook. Cam's coming in. Style doesn't perfectly match up. Like they just have to retool what they're doing to kind of fit Cam. Uh, and and judging by the numbers, league minimum. I, I haven't seen a team yet come in and, you know what I'm saying, move the building for a guy making the vet minimum. I think it's Stidham's job to lose. You also got to play the race factor. He's a white quarterback in Boston. I mean, I think he's going to get a shot. I think he has to bomb in the preseason to really for, – for Cam to – Cam's a backup to me right now. I drafted right, him. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I think he'll have a chance to battle for his starting spot if it's close. I think they'll give the edge to sit him. I think they'll play the young guy if it's close. I think Cam has to, it has to be it, it has to be almost unfair, an unfair scenario for Cam to, to win that starting job. And logically, okay. that makes sense. That makes sense logically, honestly. I mean. All right. Man. So look, 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 look. The first part of it, the first part I gotta address. If if it, if Bill Belichick wasn't the coach, I think the part about Stidham being white in Boston would would hold a lot more. But I don't. I don't think Belichick. Belichick has proven that he's all about winning. I mean, the guy's willing to cheat. So I don't think he's gonna let race play <laughs> play a factor. That's my that's my opinion on that. I don't think he's gonna let race play a factor in that. I think he's gonna play whoever's better, man. And I mean, I don't think any of us can sit here and say that Stidham is better than Newton in any way. The only thing that'll hold him back is 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 an injury. Is it is something like that, man? I think like you got done saying uh, Tebow, Josh McDaniels and Tebow. So I think they'll make the offense fit for Cam. And I think if Cam bombs, I think they'll switch back to their regular, you know, uh, Stidham offense, whatever that's going to look like. But, I mean, I, I'm a Stidham guy, and I'm also a Cam guy, bro. And it's, it's night and day difference, and I don't mean that in, in skin tone. But I, it's, just, it's just night and day difference, <laughs> just period, uh, in, in talent-wise, in, in, in leadership ability and in, and in talent on the field. But uh, yeah, you can take that how you want it, man. I, I just, I just think you could throw the whole Stidham thing out the window. You drafted him for a reason, and I'm trusting your your fantasy expertise on this one. Uh, I, I think you know deep down, Cam Newton's gonna be playing, and uh, I think the AFC, man. I, I, I can't think of a team right now off the top of my head. It's, it's still only June, July. I can't think of a team off the top of my head that that strikes more fear in me than the Patriots in the AFC right now with Cam Newton as the quarterback. The Chiefs. No, you, you, you make some. You I make some good points. No, this was this was a this was a this was a a, 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 a chess move by by Belichick, man. I'm telling you. it's a one year deal on a vet minimum. If he needs to run Cam into the ground, he will run Cam into the ground, bro. Like I think we're I'm gonna get a good they, Cam doing this year, though. I think we're gonna. We're, get we're gonna we're gonna get a healthy. He had the whole season off. The whole season That's off, right. basically. He played like one and a half games. Cam Newton, and he's got something to prove. Belichick's got something to prove. He wants to outshine Brady. This is okay. this is gonna be a good year for Cam Man. You literally play. have to run him into the ground. There's no receiver threats. Edelman led the league in drops. Uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll have to run him into the ground. And and maybe that works, but 
I don't know. Sam has never really had weapons, though. He is a weapon. He is a weapon. Yeah. The ultimate weapon. weapon, Superman. Man, nah, nah. One thing I say, though, is uh, with Cam Newton, you got to have the running game. And I think we all realize that. The running game is essential to Cam's success. And not just him running the ball, but some good backs. So I'm just telling y'all, y'all fantasy football guys, you know, hoard, hoard those New England running backs. Now, my little plan in our dynasty league, you know what I mean, to grab the whole Patriots offense kind of went sour, you know, because I did draft Jared Stidham before Cam Newton thing happened. And it kind of went sour a little bit, but I'm telling you. Took a turn I'm, quicker than expected. Yeah, I'll but look, we're going to talk after the show. But, yo, <laughs> the Patriots are going to be running the rock this year. And if you can't see it, just trust me, Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, uh, my boy Harris, get them all. Even James White, because it's going to be a lot of running. Even Dal- I hate to drop this gym in front of these guys, but even Dalton King, he runs the ball. Tight end, they just dropped it. Patriots going to be run heavy this year. I guarantee you that. Isn't um, is it still an Auburn guy? Auburn guy, right? Yep, yep. Two Auburn just quarterbacks. Like, just like him. Competing. Uh, this brings me to a, another matchup. If you was watching that versus two New York guys, man, both of them uh, go to for features. They give you bars. They show the mixtape scene. Um, New York stalwarts, uh, Jada and Fab. Seen the versus. You all seen it? We all seen it? We all on the same page? Okay, okay, making sure. Hey, man, I need to hear some opinions. Let me go to Scruff, man. What do you think? Fab or Jada? Hey, honestly, I, this was the best versus matchup that we have had so far. So I was, I was definitely loving it, and I gotta give the edge to Jada, man. Jada came strong with the, with the first first ten. This was like truly a chess match of any chess match of, of tacticians and lyricists. Fab came came weak in the first ten. Jada hit him strong in the first ten, and then you know Fab tried to do what he do. He had his things going. It was great on both sides, but give give me Jada. I had it probably about twelve to eight, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Hold up, uh, I'm gonna stay with you real quick. Who did you think was gonna win? Who did I think was gonna win? Honestly, I I I love Jada, but like I, I thought Fab was gonna get. I thought it was gonna. I thought Fab was gonna probably pull it out. I wasn't sure. I'm, I was favoring Jada, but I was surprised that so many people was riding the day the Jada wave the way that everybody else was. I was fucking with it though. What about you, Rome? I know you anticipated that matchup. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're you a big fan of both of those guys. Hey, man, so I, I got to keep it all the way 100 right here, man. All right, so, like, you'll see, like, my Twitter handle, my, my Instagram handle, all that is, is YoungRome22. So what that comes from is uh, is I'm a, I'm a huge Fabulous fan, as truth be told. I've been a fan since I was young. Nice. He had a clothing line, uh, Rich Young, right? So my handles used to be Rich Young Rome. Anybody that knows me that's watching this will, will attest to this. So uh, I dropped the rich part off of it and always kept the young Rome on it. So whole time, man, I was definitely rooting for Fab in this one. Uh, but I'm going to keep it objective. I'm going to keep it real, man. I got to give the battle to Jada. I got to give the battle to Jada. But I got to say, Fab is a much more well-rounded rapper all around. Uh, I think if he would have stayed in his lane a little bit more, if you, if you notice... When he was the one, when it switched to him leading the songs first, that's when he started to make that big comeback, and it got a little bit more even. Really, what I think it was was the energy that Jada, that Jada was bringing. I mean, like, it's been a while since I've been as lit as Jada, man. I, like, I'm trying to be Jada drunk all summer, like, like the hashtags, bro. But uh, I got to give the battle to Jada, man, and I just, I just got to be honest about it. Uh, I'm a huge Fab fan, but yeah, J- Jada definitely got that W. Okay, okay, so that's that's two for Jada. Uh, 
I'm gonna go ahead and add my my third for Jada before we swing it to Bryce. I'm trying to feel as good as Jada, so I brought out the big cup. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's gonna do it, but it was saucy up there. Well, Bryce, what you think, man? I, I saw the face when he said Fab was uh, uh, a. <laughs> I think uh, it away. Yeah, I think y'all know what I what I what I thought about it because we 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 talked about this a little bit before the battle, and I, I had Jada I had Jada winning it before it started. And I'm going to tell y'all why just a little bit, right? Because Fab, I'm going to give Fab credit. Fab is a true gamer because he was in a tough position in this battle because it's like he didn't have too many lanes. He, he didn't have too many plays he really could have played and to get the victory. Now, the one play everybody wishes he would have done is just play all his chick songs, right? But if you were going <laughs> to play 20 straight chick songs versus Jada, you really about to get smoked because Jada got nothing but hardcore bars just, just hitting your chest every line, right? Now, I think we're, we're really – Gave Jada the edge. I think when you look back at the battle, he had three songs or three, you know, I guess you could, I guess two weren't songs, but two of them he wrote. But he had three tracks that Fab just couldn't touch, in my opinion. Uh, that was the two that he wrote for Diddy. You talking about classic, timeless, yeah. all time, all time hip hop stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like, I mean. It's just, it, 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 it was almost unfair. It was almost unfair. It was. And then, uh, then, his, then his last track, what, what he hit, what he hit is the last one? We gonna make it. We gonna make it. That's the other one in my opinion that is just like, it's tough for, it's tough for Fab to play. What Fab gonna throw against we gonna make it? You gonna tell me it's a better song. We gonna make it is like, <laughs> that's a rapper singing, you know, a hardcore rapper singing melodies where it's like, but it make you bop and make you feel. And it, it, it's, it was tough for Fab, you know what I'm saying? Now, he could have went the route, played 20 straight feature hits, where it's mostly, you know, that chick talk, that slick talk. But, you know, he went he went the route of a real gamer. He tried to play some of his hard, some of his hard stuff, and that's why I really rock with Fab, you know what I'm saying? I don't think really – it's hard for me to say Jada won because I don't think Fab played necessarily to win, you know what I'm saying? But if you're talking about who's the better Hello. rapper – Yeah, if you're talking about who's the better rapper – Jada, Jada said it best himself when he said top five dead or alive, and that's just off one LP. I'm not saying Jada's top five. What I'm saying is he's in the conversation, bro. And right. to me, right. not in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, 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 when I say when I say better rapper, I mean like better artist, better all around. If you're talking MC, just bar for bar, I'll give it to Jada. And that was that's more that like I was even about to say Jada's built more. For the verses, for the verses type, especially based off how you just broke it down, you know what I'm saying. But uh, if you're looking for like overall artistry for for everybody, for like all inclusiveness and stuff like that, uh, you would definitely go to Fab. But uh, I mean, let's be honest, man. This this was this was a setup, bro. It was, Fab had no real chance. Like like you you're right. Fab's a gamer and he tried to play a street shit, but the street shit just doesn't compare to Jada, bro. J Jada's a street legend. Like this was this was set up for for Jada to slam dunk it, and he did. <laughs> Yeah, that three songs actually had Jada on it, dog. Like I was bumping that joint earlier. I'm just like, man, this joint really Jada. I mean, Jada, Jada even said it. Songs as a feature, but nah, Fab could have played it differently. There was a couple songs he had. He could have, if if you was trying to hit him, hit him hard, hurly. All right, if I'm Fab, I'm coming with my, I'm coming with throw it, throw it in the bag remix with Drake. That's what that. I'm saying. Like man, that would have been a jam. Now, I mean, that's a chick song, but that's a jam. Jada didn't even play Y. Jada didn't even play Y, right, bro. Yeah, right, he didn't even right, hit right. him with Y. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, was waiting for Y, man. It that's what I was waiting for. After the battle, the DJs ran off about five or six, seven straight hits from each group. You know what I'm saying? 
But uh, one thing I noticed, I felt like Fab is a probably a top artist of his generation, right? And, and he had a, a tear, a hot run where he was on every feature, every chick joined. To me, his album's always lukewarm. He can't pick a beat, but he kills every feature. He, he has classic mixtapes. But Jada, like you said, is a living legend. Jada is uh, one of those names you can talk about, uh, top five, top ten. And uh, Fab was a little out of his league. I mean, just overall. If you're talking about this, the charts, yeah, I mean, Fab yeah. has charted way more times than Jada. But Jada had features, too. But Jada just got some of them uh, banned from TV. He had uh, Victory, uh, All About the Benjamins. He had songs that if you don't know, the, at least the beat, you don't know hip-hop. So I feel like Jada won just off of the, the overall package, man. And, and he had more energy than Fab. Fab DJ was – what was the DJ going for? Fab DJ was – Fab DJ was – Oh, man. bro. He was – You're like, nah, I ain't trying to play that right now. You don't play that joint? And it was a jam, bro. Like, y'all not going to play Breathe? Like, come on, dog. Like, nah, I ain't trying to play that right now. Like, what? Yeah, man. Fab – Fab had a – that was I mean, out there with like, like catching plays from the from the coach, like like a DJ's the coach. And he was a quarterback, man. Data Data had was nah, talking about fab songs. Data cut off fab songs to tell stories. He said, I'm yeah. today. Yeah. When Fab tried to hit him with so into you, Jada was like, "Oh, this is my favorite jump. Hold, stop, hold up." He paused the whole jump, bro. Like right. I think I think that uh kind of reflected the dynamic between the between the two of them. Like you know. Fab looking at it just like we are, you know. Jada's the big homie, like to Fab. You know, although Fab he been in the game for a minute, Jada was right rapping for Biggie, you know, rapping with Biggie, I should say. You know what I'm saying? Writing yeah. for Puff, like he come from that generation right before Fab. So Fab even looking at him like the big homie. It's like your big homie snapping, telling you to stop the music. It's just, it's just, it just is what it is because that's the position in each other's lives. And I think that's one of the the best things about that battle. You know what I'm saying? And you yeah. saw that in the battle with, with uh with Beanie Man too. Like when you get two guys that you know they got love for each other, you know what I'm saying? And they and it's all positivity in the room, no matter how Energy. it ends up, it might be funny, it might get crazy, but it's positivity. You can't beat that, man. You can't beat that. And that's that's a classic moment in my opinion. Yeah, yeah hey, but we we all agree though, this was hands down the best battle, right? No. I like no, the T Pain Lil John was classic. The T Pain Lil John was up there. For the for the rapper for the spitters dog, this was a, this was a battle. This was a battle. Uh, right. it was a battle bro. You seen the Neo? You seen the Neo joint? Neo, Neo and That's Johnson. Cool shit, but I'm talking about for the rappers for the spitters. This was Jada versus I don't know, bro. I'm I'm from I'm from Jersey, bro. I'm from Tri-State, North <laughs> Northeast, bro. Jada and Fab was my that's my guys, bro. Besides like whole. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my guys. Like this is like top five on my list. Everything that I, that I that I that I grew up on. So like Jada versus Fab to me is like like the Knicks and the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Like it's as good as it gets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Celtics Lakers, I should say, not the Knicks. The Knicks are trash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right, but before we get off this though, who should who should be the next battle, man? Who who y'all want to see next? Man, I feel like it's gonna. Oh yeah, bro. I feel like it's only one man that I really, really want to see, and that's that's. I want to find out who the who the real trap god is, man. You know who's the king of the trap? Is it Ti? Is it Jeezy? Or is it my is it my guy Gucci? Honestly, we might need to have the first the yeah. first three screen the three screen battle, man. We need three screens, and we need Gucci versus Ti versus Jeezy. 
Cause I, 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 I want to see them guys, man. Honestly, ain't gonna be no positivity with that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that might be the one we need. That might be the one we need. You know what? We honestly, they, they need. They, they, it's not, it's not the next battle, but they need to work themselves up to like some Jay Z Nas level stuff. You feel me? Like then, they that ain't happening. You know that ain't happening. That ain't happening, yeah, then bro. you got my attention. We're working our way up there, though. Jada, Jada and Fab is some some real legends, dog. I mean, I, I personally, like outside of the trap stuff, I personally like to see uh, a Wiz Khalifa versus like a J. Cole. Because I think Wiz might upset J. Cole, man. I think, That's a weird matchup, though. I mean, they both from that same era. Wiz, J. Cole, uh, Kendrick, Wale, like... But I think Wiz Kendrick versus J Cole would be a would be a would be a good matchup. I feel like they've been doing more old heads. They, they if they did, did did something of the of a little bit of of a fresher fresher outlook generation, the J Cole Kendrick would be a good choice. I don't know, man. I mean, of course, that's the that's the obvious one. I, I want to see some fireworks, man, because those guys are really friendly with each other. I want to see somebody like a Wiz that has record after record after record, but you don't hear about him as much. You know what I'm saying? You hear him on the radio, but you don't really hear about him in the rap circles when you talk about him. But I've been following him since Princess City too. Um, I think he could really sneak up on a J. Cole and uh, shock some of these J. Cole fans. Oh, yeah, especially when you're talking nah, 20 tracks. Hits, once he, 20 tracks. Yeah, once you start tracks. talking 20 tracks, man, Wiz got 20 tracks that can bang with anybody. I'm talking they about hey, just white school and cushion OJ alone. He got 20 tracks that's that you can bang with. Anybody from that area, I'm gonna I'm be like, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for me to decide. Uh, if they do start going young though, and and they start with J Cole, I feel like you gotta go J Cole versus Kendrick because to me that would just yeah. be like, I feel like that's always the argument when I talk to people. Everybody opinion comes down to either J Cole, Kendrick, J Cole, Kendrick. Honestly, if they're not in your top five, like doing it right now, I'm not talking about the old heads, but doing it right now. If you don't got them two up 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 high in your top, like I don't know, I'd be quite I question how you even listening, how you really even listening. Them guys gotta be somewhere in that 10, that five or that 10, in my opinion. You're right, you're right. Hey, Cole, not my top five for the young Cole, Cole, for the younger. Cole's in there. Cole's I, in there. I gotta hear, I gotta hear the album. Cole, Cole was mix, shot not a mixtape, not a compilation, not a feature. I gotta hear a, a classic album. Kendrick has one, maybe two. I got to hear a classic Cole album for me to start talking about him a little more positive. I feel you. Cole, you know what? Here's how I judge it. Here's how I judge it, man. I was just talking to somebody about this, too. Yo. It's crazy. I judge rappers like this, man. There's three categories you have to meet, right? First is flow. Everybody know what flow is. It's, you know, how are you creating a beat with your own words, with your own melodies on the beat? Can you do that? Second, I look at rhyming. You got to be able to put words together. You got to be able to rhyme words together, make words that might not really supposed to rhyme, rhyme. You got to be able to do that. If you can't, you're not up there for me. And third is content. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? What is the message? Is, does it have a message? Is there anything to it? Now, when I weigh those three, right, I don't think Cole is 100 in any of those three categories. But to me, and this is the same how I look at his albums, he's like a 90 or maybe like an 88, 89 in all three. We're like, Kendrick to me has like 101 in the categories, maybe like a 78 in the other, and everybody else kind of varies around that. You know, maybe it's closer for Kendrick. It might be like 100 and then like 285. But Cole is just so well rounded as a rapper to me. Like, you know, he he checks all the boxes to me. The thing about Cole is, I don't think he would do well in the, in the versus format. I, I I like J. Cole, but I'll be honest with, with, with it. I love J. Cole, 
but I go through through moments with them. Like I I I go I be in a cold mood, then I be I be not in a cold mood for a long time. So like it happens. And same thing with Kendrick too. So the thing about Cole is, uh, if you going against somebody like Wiz Khalifa who got just kind of like fair weather stuff that can kind of play in all different weathers, all different kind of vibes, you know, he might have a hard time in the versus matchup. Oh. My man got the mask on. He ain't playing. <laughs> nah, but that's a fact, though, Vision. Fab yeah, did play it all cool, that. man. He wasn't tripping about nothing. That's a fact. We 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 kind of we kind of isn't him on that. Hey, that's, that's Fab Jamo, man. That's Fab Jamo. He always plays it smooth. Yeah, ain't no Bob. I mean, ain't no Bob and do like Fab, man. He has some interesting uh choice of pants on. I don't know if anybody beat my <laughs> man Hammer pants. Hey, what do you what do you think he was doing when he kept going off camera, man? All them extra bathroom breaks. Was, Jada was up there drunk like an avocado. Hey, <laughs> Jada was dressed like that uncle at the cookout, man. I respected it. Jada, funny so as like, heck, man. I was, I was wild boy, bro. I was. Hey, my man said, "Hey, go ahead, bro. We got to post this one. Oh my, ain't going on us. <laughs> <laughs> got the neck beard. Hey, why you oh, neck beard, though, Don? Damn, Don, disrespect. Hey, Don, you disrespectful, Don, but you, on, Don, we appreciate bro. you watching, man, for hey, sure. The barbershop just sure. opened up, man. The barbershop just opened up. You know what I'm saying? Literally, <laughs> like, we can barely even get straight, man. Oh, that was but, bad. Uh, <laughs> and I it ain't for me. Jada, it seems like we all agree, man. Jada got it dub. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's keep it pushing, man. Let's keep it pushing. The NBA is is they're trying to make this thing happen. They say they're gonna make it happen. Um, I think we all resign to the fact that they're gonna do it, COVID or not. And uh schedule's out. Uh, hopefully everyone's took a look at the schedule. Any matchups you guys are looking for, anybody you want to see, any predictions, thoughts, comments, uh scruff, you want matter of fact, let me go to Bryce. Let me Bryce, I think you uh take this stuff real serious about now. Hey man, I'm taking it real serious, and I'm gonna let you know, man. Everybody's sleeping on my wizards, but no, nah, I'm just playing. Man. I ain't <laughs> we don't got no shot, man. We don't got no shot, but it's all good. I'm, I'm happy I can just my team rock one more time. But uh, sure. a couple games that I've highlighted, man, that I'm, that I'm really looking forward to, man. I mean, obviously, Lakers and the Clippers, you know what I'm saying? That's that's on the 30th, so they they, they coming out the gate strong with that. And I think everyone's going to have their eye on the Lakers and the Clippers, and I think that game might just – give us a real good idea of which team's going to come out of, of, of LA as the dominant, the dominant team of the entire league. So I do think whichever one of those teams is able to ascend, you know, as the playoffs near, whichever one of those teams is able to ascend, I think they're going to be the top team really, you know, in, in, in the power ranking, so to say. Now on the East coast, I think it's going to get interesting because I think that the East coast is much more of a crapshoot. you got all these guys, man, none of them played, none of them played ball over the last couple of months. Everybody been home chilling. Not going to say everybody. Most people been home chilling. You got a little bit of that mamba mentality in you. You've been grinding away the whole time. So we about to really find out who's been grinding away the whole time. And I think in this type of format, we could be surprised. We could be surprised. Uh, so I, one team I'm, I'm really looking – I'm really excited to see play is uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, I got high hopes for the Raptors uh, coming into this. And I think they'll probably be the team to emerge from the East. <laughs> And we laughing. That's right. funny. Funny. <laughs> this is a funny point I made. This is a funny point. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 hey. Come out the east. 
<laughs> hey, if you if you right, man, that's a bottle on me, man. I send that to you. Man, hey, put, hey, I need a bottle for me. I don't need a bottle for everybody laughing. Need a bottle for everybody laughing, man. All right. Cross, that's you, dude. You in there cracking up? <laughs> oh man. Hey, hey, hey it, was, it, 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 was, it was so legit that he threw the rappers at us. It was like, oh, you turn. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, Ron, Ron, what you think, man? You probably have a. You know, a little bit all more right, sensitive uh, as the Toronto boys. All right, I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route. Yeah, that that Toronto stuff kind of threw me off. That, that I gotta check my notes real quick, see where yeah, I was. Narrative ain't changed since COVID, man. They got no more <laughs> nah, <laughs> uh, nah. The, the the most exciting game though that I'm looking forward to as far as the schedule release is definitely that first one, man. Uh, Lakers Clippers. Uh, we ain't had no sports, and I'm definitely look, we ain't had no basketball since COVID really really started. I mean, when you think about it they shut games down like midway. So I am very excited for that very first game. And uh, the Lakers, man, I think the Lakers, they got they got it. They're going to win this whole thing. And really, bro, I think this is going to be an even bigger thing. I think because we're going to talk about social justice here in a minute. And we're going to talk about uh, a certain uh, documentary on, on Colin Kaepernick. But I think what's going to happen with this little COVID NBA season and, and LeBron, who's going to win the chip, uh, I think they're going to make a documentary on this. I think LeBron is about to do some some major things. I don't know if y'all seen the news, uh, the the stuff that he's he's getting into. Uh, and I, I know we talked about it on the show even with the uh, the initiative to vote and all that. And uh, I think LeBron, man, he's about to position himself for something beyond just sports. I think he's going to get his chip this year, and I think he's really going to start positioning himself to uh, make some political moves, man. And I'm I'm make a bold statement. I think down the line we could see a, a, Le- a LeBron presidential run. Uh, I think I really do, man. I, I know everybody going to pause and, and, and look at me kind of crazy with that, bro. But like, I think it's going to start with this, man. I think LeBron's going to use this platform and he's going to talk big social justice, bro. I think I think LeBron has a, a unique opportunity to uh, to grab a lot of people because LeBron is a lot like MJ in the sense where you can't deny his talent, whether whether you however you feel about politics or whatever. LeBron is, is the kind of guy where you're going to listen to what he's saying just because of who he is. So if he can if he can maneuver and, and do things the right way, I think he could parlay this into into something big. But as far as basketball, I think LeBron is going to dominate this whole thing. I, th- I think nobody's going to be more locked in than him. I think he he knows that he can use this to cement his legacy. Uh, th- this will end the debate because even if you don't think he's better than than Jordan, he's going to use this as as something to say, well, he's LeBron, and we we ain't we ain't going to compare him because he he's LeBron. So that that's my take on a. Uh, on this, on this next, or what's going to happen for this NBA season? It's the oh, first so, step to the LeBron presidency. You heard it here first. So, so Scruff, we, <laughs> we got Toronto coming out of the East, and <laughs> we got LeBron uh, running for president. Um, yeah, I'm not getting behind that one. All right, <laughs> we, this is spun off oh, into man. a bold segment. I don't know about. I don't know about <laughs> bold segment. Scruff, do you do you have any comments, thoughts, and bold predictions? I, I, I need to hear. <laughs> Honestly, after what I say, y'all gonna think that I was that I I wasn't the one that was drinking. Cause like honestly, what I see is hold up. LeBron not qualified to run for office, man. He needed hey, we, hey, 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 bro, he, he, he can still he, get he, one. Right though. He he got a good point though. Bro, get an honorary doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's never nah, too late. Real shit though. Doctor, <laughs> hey, 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 where your degree, Doc? For real, but 
Nah, for real though. LeBron ain't the president, man, but he about to make a run. Most likely. It's a good chance. So I think I think it's gonna come down to the Lakers and the Clippers in the West. I think I think we I, I, that's not nothing too far fetched that I'm saying here, but it's gonna come down to those two teams. Ultimately, with a shortened amount of time and everything's gonna come down to a heat, it's gonna come down to cream going rise to the top. It's gonna be Lakers versus Clippers. I think LeBron is gonna come out. I feel you wrong. He's gonna have a nice little run. It ain't gonna be presidential run, but he's gonna get political. You're right about that. Because when LeBron gets on the mic, just like when I get on the mic, sometimes you get the energy, you get the feeling, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to say, and you just get in the moment, you say, you know what, F it, I'm about to say what I feel like saying right now. And LeBron has done it on the NBA mic more than once. He's about to do it a couple times during this little run during this COVID. You best believe it. So, yeah, he's going to make some statements. I think the Lakers will ultimately come out the East. Then, I think... I don't see how Toronto's going to come out the East, unfortunately. I think in the run of the season, maybe they would have had a chance. But after the COVID situation, like I said, cream is going to rise to the top. So, ultimately, I think that it's a very easy situation for uh, – um, I'm sorry, for Giannis to muscle through the wheat to the East. The only true threat I have in the East right now is going to be between two teams I think could potentially be wild card teams in the East right now, winning the East. Let me guess. Awesome. Relax. Relax, my friend. Let me do my job. Let me do my job. Thanks. Boston Celtics, I think, have a legitimate shot to win the East. Honestly, before this run ended, they were in the hot in the hot seat. They were winning a lot of games. Jason Tatum was playing at the top of his game. Right now, he's the most overrated player on NBA Twitter, but it's because he was literally the most hottest player right before this shit shut down. So watch out for Boston. Watch out. I'm saying they could win it. Crazy. They can win the East, but they're not going to win the whole thing. But watch out for Boston. That's would be my first pick as a wild card team. And I'm going to say it just because I got to say it. Don't sleep on the Sixers. They might actually have a run. I don't think it's going to happen. But I say, out of anything, why are you saying I gotta it? I got to get. I got to get my. I got to check my boxes in, Bryce. Come on. I feel that. I feel that. And I, and I, and I do feel you. I do feel you with uh with that with that with that sentiment that the cream going to rise to the top. You know, I agree with that. And and and. Especially because a lot of guys, you know, these these uh, super, I think it's gonna hurt the uh, super duper athletic guys more than it hurts the super duper skilled guys. That's just my opinion. I think that maybe you're looking at it like it's gonna hurt the super athletic guy. I mean, the super skilled guys a little more. Yeah, I see a thing out of the gym. Giannis gonna muscle you. Giannis don't need to be in the gym every day to muscle you down into the paint. That's all I know. I feel that. I feel that. But I promise you, I'm, you know? I'm gonna tell you this, Boston. They don't. To, well, this is my opinion. They don't. They don't have. They don't have what it takes anymore. You know what I mean? I think that Al Horford was a huge piece to what they were building, what they had when they were starting to make. You know, starting to get back in those playoff runs. And now he's gone. You know what I mean? And uh, I just don't see. I don't see that. I don't see that playoff pedigree. See, this is this is one thing I hold very high. And y'all know this. Y'all know this. Trump, you know this. The playoff pedigree means a whole lot and people overlook this a whole lot and i don't want none of y'all to forget the raptors i get it they had Kawhi leonard cool right they got the same record damn near identical record three years without Kawhi leonard and they got the same record again this year right but this year that whole team has championship experience they don't just have making it to the championship experience the whole team has winning the championship experience and if you think that's not enough to get you to the Eastern Conference Finals alone, you're sadly mistaken. I can almost guarantee you the Raptors are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think I think the experience they're going to bring to it is going to win it for them. 
Now, I can I can almost guarantee, and I, I'm almost willing to take any bet that, that anyone willing to put up that the Raptors are in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm, I'm willing to put bread on it. I got to so see So, y'all think the Celtics and the Sixers, the Sixers and, and, the, uh, and the Bucks, which is believable, but put your money where your mouth is, Scruff. You love to say that. Hey, I love to put my money where my mouth is. First of all, you're forgetting one major thing about the money that went down and for the Raptors to win the championship. They had to win it, and they had to go through the East. And they only went through the East and beat the Sixers because Kawhi Leonard shot. Without Kawhi no, Leonard, not, they're not winning. They're not winning. Not they win. They're not, not winning. Kawhi Leonard is the X factor. That's what made them good. They were getting they were getting that destroyed. Year. They were the joke of the East. They were the joke of the East. Oh, yeah, they were over here. Dwayne Casey was coach of the year. owning them year after year, bro. Until Kawhi. This is LeBron. He's the, best player in the, he's the best player in the world. Dwayne Casey was coach of the year. They fired him after he was coach of the year. You know what that means? That means you had the best record in the league. That was without Kawhi Leonard. That was with DeMar DeRozan. He and got now, fired. Siakam, guess who replaced that? Pascal Siakam. And what is he looking like? He's looking like probably one of the best players in the East, top three right now, in my opinion. So you can look at it how you like. I'm trying to tell you, Toronto Raptors are something to be reckoned with right now. Guaranteed. Yeah, top three. In my opinion, I, after this he season, better than Giannis, he ain't better than Jimmy Butler, he ain't better than uh, Yoel Embiid, man. Period. I mean, the, the Raptors remind me of uh, – I take him over every guy on that list except Giannis. The Raptors kind of remind me of the Pistons that uh, went on that run with a bunch of guys that might not be the top of their position, but they play well together, they're well coached, and – they can get it done. Like, they're willing to get into a dogfight with you. But I just feel like after this layoff, like, kind of the opposite of what you said. I think the skill guys suffer the most when you haven't been playing competitively. I think, like I said, Giannis can muscle you. The athletic guys, you can still run and jump, especially the young guys. They're still going to be able to run, jump, outlet, fast break, dunk, throw oops. Uh, I think the teams with the most talent in, in this situation, not the most coaching. I think the teams with the most talent with Boston – uh, the Sixers, the Bucks. I think those three teams are are the teams teams to beat. Just because in any gym in any country, coaches no coaches, they have pure talent. You know what I'm saying? It's just a a, a large group of talented athletes, man. Well, you one thing I one thing I'll I'll definitely do is I'll argue the talent. Uh, I don't think that the Celtics, the definitely not the Sixers, are just way more talented than the Raptors. I don't see where that. And I get it. I mean, I I, I can get. I, I understand it. But I just see? don't agree. I mean, you talking about Kyle Lowry. If you talking about best point guards in the East, where does Kyle Lowry rank? He got to be in your top five. He has to be. So they got one of the best point guards in their in their conference. They got, in my opinion, probably the second best small forward in their conference. They got one of the best centers over the last – a defensive player of the year at center, the former defensive player of the year at center. You know what I'm saying? Like, you start looking at somebody – Fred Van Vliet, probably one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Probably. <laughs> you, you agree. So you agree. <laughs> so you agree, though. I'm just saying, I'm just saying bro. Like, these are that talent up next to the Sixers? I don't know. I don't know. They're not strong I mean, words, my friend. They lost Kawhi Leonard, bro. That's the biggest thing. I get that, they, had, bro. they had DeMar DeRozan, who was they a lost X Factor. Then they had Kawhi Leonard, who was a superstar player, and then he just left. And I didn't. I, I'm not disagreeing with everybody. That. Everybody else became much more confident, which made them a better team overall. But I don't see them having the firepower. When it comes down, push comes to shove. I love Kyle Lowry. Trust me, I love this kid. I got his autograph back in the day, somewhere in my closet, hanging up. I promise you, 
I love the kid. He's got game, and he's proven it and overcome everything he has, but I don't think they got the guy that's going to close this game out for them. And but that's why I'd say I'd take the Bucks or the Celtics over there. Okay, I, if I and if I do buy that, I would have to ask you, right? Who uh, who is this talent pool? No, what's uh, let, me, let me ask first. Who is this talent pool on these other teams that are this much that are so much better than what the Raptors have on, the, on, on their talent pool? I just want to know. Like the Celtics got a got a big three, right? The the I say the Sixers have a big three, right? And in my opinion, the Raptors have a big three. And like those other teams, they have a lot of young guys, a lot of young studs around those dudes who get the job done. And they and they all stepped up huge in that in that championship run. Like guys, like guys were stepping up huge in that championship run. And, and uh my boy Siakam just carried the torch this season as the best as the best player on the team. And I and I, I got I I really think they're gonna be tough. And don't forget where their head coach comes from, man. Where's he come from? Yeah, I never knew. Nick Nurk. <laughs> he's, had, he's had a good first season, I'll tell you that. Spur, Spur, we need a Spurs assistant, right? Okay. It was Brett Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much. I'm, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to fake the fuck, man. Spurs assistant if, if that's if that's all he's got, man. It's a lot of those, man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of those. Brett Brown, hey, man. Brett Brown, he about to be a free agent. Brett Brown season. will hold y'all's team together. You better stop playing with Brett Brown. Y'all get rid of Brett Brown to see how good get me started on Brett Brown. Don't even get me started on Brett Brown. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, y'all hey. got to deal with Brett Brown. You better. I'm trying to let you know because what y'all got there is a whole bunch of pieces that do not fit together like a puzzle. Y'all just got a whole crazy puzzle that's just like <laughs> it don't work. I love Look, the guy. They all, they all top, they all top twenty five guys. Nah, I, thinking about it on paper, you might have a point about the Raptors having some guys, but um, I don't know. We got to see it play out because I'm just not a believer without Kawhi. Maybe it's because they're in Canada, but I don't know. I'm not a believer. But um, let's get some. Let's get on to something more serious, um, more pressing, more in the moment, more up to date with current times. Um, just a lot of social justice issues have been all over. Uh, news cycle uh, in the households on the internet, social media. Um, Colin Kaepernick has a new documentary that uh, just filmed, it's finished, uh, I think, writing or filming. Um, but basically, he's working with Ava DuVernay. If you don't know her, she's from the, um, I can't think of the name of the documentary off the top of my head, but uh, Central Park Five, um, who uh, the exonerated five at this point that, you know, that we know. But, uh, basically, they're working on a documentary show. Kaepernick's formative years through high school, black guy adopted by white parents in a white community. And, you know, how that led to him being the social justice activist that he is now. Um, what are you guys thoughts on Netflix partnering up with Kaepernick to, to put out this documentary? Right, man, I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be following his uh, life leading up to leading up to the NFL from what I from what I gathered. But uh, whenever you see certain names attached to certain productions, you know, you can expect quality. So when I saw uh, Ava DuVernay's name attached, you know, I'm expecting I'm expecting something powerful. Definitely looking forward to watching it. Uh, I'm looking more forward to Cap eventually getting the shot that he rightfully deserves. But so until that happens, you know, I don't think a, I don't think a, even a great documentary really won't really write what's going on. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's good to have, you know, a better. Uh, it, it would be cool to have a good insight into how 
he came to being the activist that he is today. So I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely excited to check it out. Ava DuVernay, when they see us, that's the that's the one I'm talking about. But uh, Ron, what do you what do you think, man? How, how do you feel about this? this uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I think I think it's perfect. Um, like I think obviously Colin Kaepernick has a lot of supporters, but he also has a lot of haters, right? So I think this is perfect to for everyone to get an inside look on on who he really is because I feel like there's a lot of mystery about him. I feel like he's he's not like uh, as active on social media as most people would would be today. You know what I mean? He doesn't necessarily have press conferences. You don't see him on the news talking or nothing like that. So I feel like this is this is perfect for people to really get get a chance to get to know him that uh, that might not have 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 reached out and looked into information about Colin Kaepernick. Everybody's got Netflix. I think everybody will be talking about this. Everybody was watching Tiger King, so I think they'll definitely uh, check out the, Ka the Kaepernick uh, documentary. But I think it's great, man. And uh, I actually want to throw a question to you guys, man, because I feel like we're all we're all living in this moment, right, where Kaepernick took this huge stand and uh, he's becoming a huge part of history, uh, similar to other athletes like like Muhammad Ali. But uh, where where I want to know what you guys think. Like, where would you guys place Colin Kaepernick like in the history books? And I know obviously we're we're living it right now, so that makes it a little difficult. But what, what do you guys think uh, Ka Kaepernick is as far as as far as how history is going to look back on him? That's a great question. I mean, I'm gonna jump. I mean, let me. Yeah, I'm gonna jump right in and tell you. Uh, I think this is a guy we're going to be talking about um, to our kids, to our kids' kids. I think we're going to be. Uh, he needs to be written into upcoming history books. I mean, the guy pretty much is a, a martyr. Like he sacrificed his career, and um, I, I still don't think he's going to get it back. But he sacrificed his career. Um, to do what's right. And um, I'm not, it's not too many more things that's more noble than that, you know, especially in today's society where people clout chase. You know, he went the total opposite way and, you know, basically turned down the fame, the fortune, the, the bright lights, stand up for something he believed in. So I'm a proud, I'm proud of him, proud of, I've witnessed it, you know, proud that I was a 49ers fan when I, you know, when he did it and I supported him the whole time. If you follow me on Twitter, you know, I, I was behind it, you know, pop the uh, socks and all that. And, Looks like the guy was right, man. All along, but we knew that. A lot of us knew that. But uh, go, go ahead, Scott. Honestly, I was just going to speak to. I, I, I'm glad you spoke up, T, because that's, that's real. Coming from a 49ers fan, I'm just tell you from like just, just 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 somebody that's living in this generation, man. Like I always had love for Muhammad Ali, and I will definitely have love for Colin Kaepernick forever, just because like what he did, he took the sacrifice. Ultimately, like, he probably never played the game again, but ultimately what he did was way greater than what he could ever do on the field. And that's no shade to what he's done on the field just because what he did, like, outside of the field was just so much greater. Um, ultimately, Netflix is a great place for this thing to go um, because generally the consensus of America, they gravitate towards Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Netflix tends to make things go more public, things to make things go more viral. Netflix had everybody out here being vegan for like at least a couple <laughs> weeks of their life. Let's be honest. I did it too. I still do it sometimes, but it's real. Like they will educate you on some stuff. Like, and that's what people need to be educated on. Sometimes when you need to sit down, you don't got nothing going on. You don't know what to watch. Go ahead and put on Netflix, man. Most likely it's not even your subscription. So you can go ahead and jump on there. You can learn about whatever the heck's going on out there. Finally, and I say finally, they do a lot of good stuff. So shout out to Netflix, but this is the right move. It's going to get generally more people talking about Colin Kaepernick. He's going to be up there with 
Muhammad Ali and all those other people in terms of what he did in terms of what is a social justice statement from a, from an athlete. Unfortunately, um, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, you could say he he did it on both ends because he continued to his legacy while he was doing that. And Colin Kaepernick did not get the opportunity to do that. Not that he would have ligged up to the Muhammad Ali standard, but he is definitely in this current landscape huge. And um, I'm, I applaud Netflix and everybody in the production for taking on this story because it needed to be told. It needs to be continue to be told. Uh, I agree. You know, when you when you leave here, all you have left is your legacy, and um, his, his legacy is going to be vast and needs to all be documented. It needs to be all recorded properly so people can honor it properly. And I think he's doing the right thing. He's obviously going to recoup some of the money that he lost, which I think is a beautiful thing too, because you shouldn't have to, you know, bankrupt yourself or throw it all away, you know, for, for, for doing the right thing. You know, that's not the country we want to live in. That's not the country we want our kids to grow up in. So I'm, I'm glad to see him partner up with uh, Netflix. There's more social justice out here. I don't know if anybody's still been keeping up with NASCAR, but, uh, they released pictures of the garage pool. It's exactly what I thought it was. Um, who else saw that picture, and what, and what was your thoughts, man? Man, uh, let me let me jump in one time, man, because uh, obviously, you know, I missed last week, but it it was good to see y'all boys hit on 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 some of that stuff, man. You know, uh, because that whole Bubba Wallace stuff is that whole situation was crazy. I mean, talking about a, a rope pool, I get it. Like, you know, everyone's used a rope pool before. But to even know, like, if I had a rope right now, I could not make you a noose. Like, that's just a fact. I don't know how to make a noose. And I do believe that if you know how to make a noose, you're probably a racist. I'm, I'm willing <laughs> to go with that. I'm willing to go with I'm willing to go with a blanket statement and just say, if you know how to make a noose, you're a racist. And it's just like, because that's not something that people know how to do unless you're from a certain ilk. Unless, and, 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 I, and it's not meant necessarily meant, to, that noose wasn't meant to kill anybody. That noose was meant to be a warning, right? And you, you, would, you would try to, you would guess that whoever fashioned that noose in that way uh, wasn't, likely wasn't a uh, 80 or 90 year old person. So they couldn't even say they come from that, right? They were obviously taught that. So it just gives you a little insight to that. These are things that are still being taught two people and they still know how to do it and they know how to show these warning signs. I think that's really what it was. It was just a warning to Bubba Wallace. Fortunately, man, he wasn't standing for it. It's a shame that, you know, the report came out like it did to almost discredit him, try to look, make him look like a Jesse, a Jesse Smollett. Uh, but that clearly wasn't the case, man. And, and T, it's like you said, man, the picture, yeah, the picture proved that. That just got me mad, yo. <laughs> that just got me mad, yo. Talk really. about it. Nah, because yo, the, the whole yo, there's no disrespect. I ain't even trying to try and try and take Bubba Wallace situation because that was legit. Jesse Smollett's situation is really crazy, but they really dragged my man about this ish and it got crazy. I'm just like, damn, poor dude. Honestly, I had I had a little bit of sympathy for man. And honestly, man, they really tried to Jesse Smollett, my man. Honestly, I, I told Bryce when we was looking over the joint before the last show. I was like, are they trying to Jesse Smollett, my man? And it certainly was. Yeah, they really was like they they really trying. Oh, cause cause the rope had been there. Like okay, so they didn't just tie the rope. Like what kind of stuff is that? Okay, the rope had been there for months. Like okay, so that's not the question. Like oh, the rope had been there for months. Okay, maybe the rope had been there for months, but it wasn't a noose for months. Was it a noose for months? Was it a noose? Was that rope just sitting there? It was used for whatever purpose it was. I, whatever you talking about, just because the rope had been there for months doesn't mean it's not a 
freaking hate crime, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could have tied the noose last week. Okay, so they tied the noose last week. They had a rope in there. Okay, because the rope was there. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily a hate crime. Now, how about the rope had been there for months, and they decided to tie it into a noose because they knew Bubba Wallace was about to walk in there. Does that not constitute a hate crime? FBI, do better, bro. That's all I got to say. Hey, so my, my whole thing with this man is, like, the first thing is, like, anybody who wants to try to compare Bubba Wallace to, to Jesse Smollett, you need to check the damn facts, man. Like, like first of all, Bubba never even seen the news. Like, he probably seen a picture of it just like us. But he wasn't even the one that reported it. Somebody in his camp came to the garage first, seeing the news. So anyone who's trying to say that Bubba was faking this or that Bubba, like, like it's not even comparable. Like, that's just spitting ignorant BS. So you obviously, I don't have time for people like that. Like, you obviously don't even... You ain't even like deep diving and, and doing any research. So I don't even got time for anybody who wants to compare it to that. That's that's pure ignorance. The second thing is, man, the FBI, NASCAR, whoever is doing this investigation, the way I see it, all you concluded is that somebody inside NASCAR tied a noose and it wasn't meant for Bubba. So is that that if that's your conclusion, somebody inside NASCAR just tied a noose for no damn reason and it was in the only black person's garage. But this isn't a hate crime. Like that, that is what you concluded. You just concluded some some more BS, to be completely honest. Uh NASCAR even came out and said there was eleven ropes in 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 the garages. Only one was a noose. Okay. My next question is who picks the garages? How why why wasn't Bubba in one of the eleven that wasn't a noose or one of the ten that wasn't a noose? How did he get, get in the one that was a noose? Logical thinking lets you know that somebody purposely tied that noose knowing that that was going to be where Bubba was going to be. And that's just logical thinking. NASCAR has somebody inside of it, probably multiple people, in my opinion, that, that have a problem with this, and they need to figure out how to, how to, get, to get to those people and get them out. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Um, I, I wasn't too thrilled with the FBI investigation either. I mean, at the end of the day, a noose is a noose is a noose. But um, to say it's been there since 2019, <laughs> kind of the weakest excuse of all time. I mean, at the end of the day, for you to narrow it down to October, right, you know who was, like, you, you would have to know it was, wasn't there the month before, and then it was there every month after. And if you can tell that, then you know who was in that garage, you know what I'm saying, within that, within that time period, you know what I'm saying, from the date that that news didn't exist to whenever day in October, you can track who was in that garage and at least question people. I mean, do you're a bureau, a bureau, a bureau, my bad. Basically, I mean, job it, go, right? it goes, it goes <laughs> to the point. It goes to the point. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, data, bro. But it goes to yeah, the point yeah. of uh, they, they probably, they probably know. They probably know. Like when, when you break it down, like, like you're right, bro. Like you're right. I'll, I'll finish the statement for you, bro. You the FBI. Like y'all are the bureau of investigations, bro. Like. Y'all can figure out if, okay, it was on this date in October, it wasn't here on this date, who the hell was in the garage between those dates. Dude, I mean, I, that's what the FBI is, right? Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's what, what yeah, you that's, do? That's their job, man. They, they literally investigate things, like, and, and that's we, all you can tell me. And we've seen, you know, well, I don't got to give anybody a history lesson, but, you know, you do a little, you dig into it a little bit, and you, you know how some of these investigations tend to go. And... Just even not even thinking so much about the investigation, but just thinking about the position of a dude like Bubba Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Because you're talking about the only black person, the only black person 
in the entire NASCAR, bro. Like, that's crazy. That's like one black driver that right races NASCAR every weekend. This is this guy. And, and he has to go through, just imagine, just imagine the things he has to probably go through on a, on a daily basis, you know? And honestly, it just, it just makes me think about all the other situations that athletes get put into, you know what I mean, that based off their athletic talent that are awkward situations. And uh, we actually had one go down, uh, at least one that's been going down probably for some time, but that, you know, someone had the courage to bring up. And that was uh, Akron Wadley out of uh, Iowa, former Iowa running back, had a stint with the Tennessee Titans as well. He was actually a nice little scat back in his day as Iowa. He, 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 and he, could, he was a bell cow for them. But in the league, I thought he would translate a little better. He was, he was like a dog. But just thinking about the fact that this dude was going to Iowa, you know, uh, we, 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 I can imagine what type of demographic we're talking about in, in Iowa. Uh, never been, but I can imagine, you know. And uh, he, he, he talking about racist encounters he had with the head coach, with, uh, with an assistant coach. He's even talking about how he's got uh, mentors in, in, from the school texting him, telling him not to worry about it. Just do their, do what, you know, ignore it, ignore it all. And, I mean, one of the accounts was he, he, he had on a scully, you know, uh, you know, a head wrap to wear, you know, because it was so cold in Iowa. You can only imagine how cold it gets in Iowa. But uh, he said the, the, the head coach asked him, uh, Akram, where are you about to go rob a, rob a bank? And the next time he asked him, Akram, where are you about to go rob a liquor store? And it's like, what kind of what kind of rhetoric is that you as the coach at a, at a, at a prestigious institution? Because that is what Iowa is, the university. And like, you know, like it, it's, just, it's just a shame. But you got to start imagining like what other positions have athletes been put in like that are like that. And how many coaches do you have that are actually, you know, in these positions of power that are actually walking around with some very evil and malicious intent? I mean, we, we know the culture in a lot of locker rooms um, and a lot of different sports. It can be a bit extreme at times, but um, I, I don't think we should be in a position, especially in 2020, where we tolerate racism. I mean, think about it. They, they wrote off Trump's remarks before he was a president as locker room talk. You know, so we just know what locker rooms can be crazy. But this just makes one point to me. You're a black athlete, go to an HBCU. Turn the MEAC into the SEC. Like, you don't have to put up with that. You shouldn't have to put up with that. And um, he, I, I couldn't even thought about transferring. And, uh, you know, the coach called his mom, talked him out of it. And uh, he said it was his worst, you know what I'm saying, it was a horrible playing experience. He wouldn't recommend anybody going to Iowa. And they didn't even fire the coach. They let him resign and paying him for 15 months. Well, they're giving him benefits. He's getting like 500000 of his $800,000 a year salary. And he's giving 15 months to, to find a new job while they pay for him and his family's medical benefits. I'm not sure uh, where in the world you can be a racist, and I guess in America, you can, and not only just resign, but go somewhere and just get a new job and everything's all good. But hey, man, it's, it's, I was a big problem. I, I just send your kids to a black college. That's, that's all I'm gonna say on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree, bro. And I get the opportunity. The opportunity is different at these other schools, big, big name schools, SEC, Big Ten. But at the end of the day, it's only that way because we make it that way. Right. And if we decide that it's not going to be that way anymore, we have that power. And uh, I think it only it really starts with a, with a, with a nice little domino effect because nobody always no, no one really likes to be the first one to do that. You know, once we have one major prospect do it, I think we'll start to see dominoes fall and it just become a regular thing.
Yeah, I second that notion, T. Honestly, um, I had this conversation a couple weeks back, man, with with, with David Caputo, man, Coach uh, HBCU, Del, Del State, man. Shout out Del State. Shout out HBCUs, man. Honestly, you want to be around people that you can trust and you can feel comfortable with, man. And it don't got to be a racial thing, but it definitely can come down to that. And ultimately, I would stress for all players in these situations, like you want to be comfortable and you want to be in a program that you feel comfortable with, that you feel that you feel like you actually are being valued and taken care of. And you don't want to have to deal with no nonsense like that, man. Like as a player, as a person, working for a job, like whatever you're doing, man, like regardless, like nobody wants to deal with that, man. So like, honestly, like this is troubling news. When I hear this type of stuff, it bothers me. So, like, ultimately, man, I'm not saying the answer is to go to HBCU, but you need to be be doing a little bit more due diligence into the, to these 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 programs because these programs necessarily ain't, ain't about you and not trying to single out any type of area and nothing like that. But I will say I am singling them out, FYI. Midwestern, Southern, like, be careful. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and it, it could happen in the Northeast. It could happen in the West. Like, but I'm just saying, man, like, traditionally these – areas like be careful like you know what i'm saying you walk you know you walk to you says iowa like it, it's midwestern it's very prairie like you know what i'm saying be careful you know what you're walking into but like yo it is like you know <laughs> shoot I'm, I'm gonna take a left like you know what i'm saying you gotta control your resources man shout out shout out all america shout out spencer young you know feel me he met my man said he's taking the sound his talents down to crenshaw like you feel me it's a tv show but y'all can learn something from that like real stuff like Take your talents down to South Beach. Like, you feel me? Like, you have control over your resources where you want to take it. Like, everybody and put the power in these major programs. Athletes, effectively, if they wanted to, could take the power back and put it wherever they want it to be. Ultimately, the decision is yours. And don't let the decision control you. And that's all I'll say to all my future athletes coming up in the upcoming classes. Make the decision that's best for you. You know? And... That's it, man. You feel me? Like, you're an athlete. Spit platform. Like, you know, don't make a decision that's wrong for you. Feel me? Like, all these programs, uh, they want you to perform, but are they the right team that's best for you, that's going to want your well-being, actually care about you? That's part of the decision. Yeah, just to piggyback off what you guys are saying, man, I agree a thousand percent. I think you either got to – the black athletes, we either got to start going to HBCUs or we got to start weeding out these – uh these racist coaches at these other programs, man. But I'm going to take it a little different direction real quick because uh, there was something that was on my mind, man, that I've seen on social media. And it, it ties in with this as far as uh, taking racism out of, out of sports. Uh, I, I peeped something, and I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this real quick before we, before we finish up. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but there were some, some racist videos uh, of a certain, certain uh, sports network, I guess, if you will, by the name of Barstool, I believe uh, their owner, can't pronounce his last name. I'm not even gonna try. I think his name's David something rather. But uh, you know those guys over there were having a little fun, and uh, you know they 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 I guess they tell off color jokes or some some kind of ridiculous excuse like that. But uh, the things they said were a little bit off putting. I mean uh, they were talking about Kaepernick back when when he first kneeled, and they mentioned that he that he had terrorist skin. Uh, and this is the owner of Barstool Sports that that said uh, he has terrorist skin. So uh, you know if, if they, they always say they want politics out of sports. Me, personally, I want racism out of sports. So if, if you'd like racism out of sports, I think you can go ahead and switch over from Barstool and, and join us here at Good Ass Sports because uh, we, we're for the culture, and the culture is for everybody. So you ain't got to worry about none of that racist BS over here or anybody talking about someone having terrorist skin. Uh, but if that's your cup of tea, you can stick with Barstool. 
that's my two cents on it. Yeah, nah, we the we the anti bar stool over here, man. <laughs> Matter <laughs> of fact, we waging war, man. This day forward, man, we coming at the next because that's unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable in every way, shape, or form. And uh, good ass sports, sports for the culture. We got y'all. We got y'all. We got a we got a, a positive, safe space, you know, for not only creators to be a part of, but for people to enjoy. And you don't have to worry about any you know sideways rhetoric, no matter what your background is, no matter what your race is. You know, we come with positivity towards all, man. We're a collective here, man. It's it's we not we not we not good ass sports for black people. We not good ass sports for white people. We not good ass sports for Mexicans. You know, we. We, we good ass sports for the culture. You feel me? Like we sports for the culture. So anybody join join on now. Join on now because it's never gonna be too late to join on, but it, it's gonna feel good to say you was one of the first people. <laughs> yeah, man. It's gonna, it's gonna feel it's gonna it's gonna feel good, man. It's gonna feel super good, man. Talking about platforms, man, talking about all the things that we done got going on, man. Just in case y'all don't already know, man, I'm gonna let y'all know. Hey, we on we we on Google, we on Apple, we on Spotify, we on everything. Everything. So you need to go get, get with it, man. There's no excuses, man. I don't care if you got like a flip flow. I'm guarantee you there's a way you can get gas. I'm not talking about the gas station, bro. This is a regularly Tuesday gas up and get right event. Good ass sports. If y'all not already following us on the on the Twitter, on the Instagram, go ahead and follow us at good ass sports, man. No, no, no explicitness. It's all straight. No undertones, nothing like that. We give it to you straight, no filter. That's what we do, baby. Rome, what else we got? Hey, man, we got a ton of content for you. We got articles coming out. We're going to be all over this NBA season that's about to jump off, all over the football season that's coming out. And, uh, yeah, we live every Tuesday, man, with, with plenty of content just like this for you. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it, I know a lot of y'all are going to want to switch over from Barstool, man. Now's the time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Especially a lot of you black sports fans, man. I don't want to see y'all supporting a dude that's popping off, running around saying, saying the N-word and all this, man. Like, it's time. Boy, boycott Barstool and uh, hop on over to gas. That's the wave. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you already know, as we do it, we're going to sign it out the only way that we can. Because we know what we are. We sports for the culture, baby. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. <laughs>